My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. All right, and welcome to the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic Dillo, alongside Joe Delera, producer Corey. A little bit of a, of a podcast in disarray here. We're Coming to you from you. Cancun. <laughs> but we're going to get you a good episode, a informative episode. No Terry takes today. We had some technical difficulties. That's why this podcast is coming out Friday instead of Thursday. Past his bedtime. It is snowing heavily in New Jersey. Not heavily. I mean, it's just a normal February snow, apparently, since we're it's now. just relentless. It won't stop. But we are here, and we're going to give you some things to digest, some things to uh, learn. And I want to start because, you know, this is a time period after the Super Bowl ends. February, usually NBA's right in the middle of the season. NHL's right in the middle of the season. We had Sachin Shandon on last week to give you some NHL picks and we're going to continue to just kind of do the daily stuff and just give you an update on where we think things are at with those two sports. Joe has some more stuff on the NBA coming to you this podcast, but you know, until March hits and then we have March madness baseball starting up, you know, it's, it's really kind of a slower period here. And what has captivated me and captivated much of the sports gambling daily fantasy world in the last week has been NBA top shot. And it's the best good on you. Producer Corey's doing a little crackhead uh, impression over there. And I would agree. I think that right now, you know, if you were lucky or smart enough to listen to our podcast, I think two, three weeks ago, like three weeks ago already. Yeah three weeks ago where I was in, if you don't know what NBA top shot is your position three weeks ago and Joe and Terry were explaining to me how it works, what it is. And you know, it's, it's crypto and and sports trading cards. It's a modern day gold rush. Yeah. I mean, like for example, the Lamello that I pulled and I was talking about it then was worth about $250. When we first talked about top shot, it is now selling at $2,000. So just an example. It's awesome. On you, Joe. Yeah, I think part of the some of the tools that are out there to kind of analyze the market because it's all public data, you know, given that it's a blockchain through the flow Great. blockchain. Uh, I think they did eight million in sales yesterday on the secondary God. market. It's insane. It's it's, insane. it's in, it is insane. Josh Hart from the uh, New Orleans Pelicans just tweeted about it. It looks like Top Shot is starting to get NBA players involved in giving them packs of card or moments of cards, whatever you want to call them to open them to kind of just do a little bit of more of a marketing push. But the, the problem is, is, and I wanted to get your take on this, Joe, it's unfortunate that Terry isn't here because he's more in the sports card collectibles historically on this podcast than anybody else here. But it seems to me that, right now and, and it's unfortunate because i do think the product is is sound i think it's 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 a good idea i think that it's, it's sound enough it. it's not perfect yeah well, but it, but it's part of problem yeah but it's part of the digitalization of industries 
But the problem is, is that it's completely outgrown, like, like the, the, the demand for the product and Corey, you could do the, the crackhead um, <laughs> impression. The demand for the product right now is so insane. The $8 million of sales is completely outpacing how the, how the actual Top Shop platform was supposed to grow. They can't handle it. The site has been down all day today. And the marketplace actually, open at all? Yeah, it's like been on and off and like things just shoot up. By Every time I looked, it was, <laughs> it was Every time. Because they can't, they can't process the transaction. So they'll do like 20 minutes open marketplace. All the prices shoot up because they have fucking crackheads waiting to jump on it. It's our time. <laughs> They're paying a premium just because it, it's open. And then they, they <laughs> shut it down because they have such a huge backlog of transactions. And ironically, that is doing just as much to increase the demand of the product because they haven't been able to put more supply of moments or cards into the into the ecosystem because there's so much demand so it's like a giant snowball effect of people wanting to get in on this they hear their friends talking oh my friend maybe talked about this three weeks ago like you did on you know like we did on the odds cast here and then you know their investment went five to ten x in in two weeks and like no one really even knows about it so like everybody it's stupid like i i want to get your sense on like the bubbleish characteristics on this right now because to me this seems like peak bubble and this is somebody who is i'm talking for myself and talking for terry i know terry's probably going to hold things more but i'm like trying to figure out when to try and time the top because like this is just completely unsustainable so in my opinion yeah so i i think it's i think there's some truth to that but also like at the same time, I disagree. Um, I think that there's more of a bubble, I would say with physical cards, um, because it, there's, they already have the, like the numbers, they already have the distribution, they have all that type of supply chain. And people are like, because they're not working, like they're working from home or whatever the circumstances. And like, they found it to be lucrative there. You can go to stores and just wait for cards to drop and then like try to get like the distributor at the store. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like driving up prices of cards. And then this is like something that people are trying to compare to that. But I think it's a little bit different because you can do it from home. You don't have to wait anywhere. It's all on your computer. It looks fucking sicker. And it's also like a brand. Yeah. It's also like a brand new product. So like there aren't a lot of these pro like of each thing. Um, and it's something that we've talked about in terms of buying uh, like limited edition moments or moments that are capped at a certain amount. Um, I think that it could, we could see it to start having more bubble like features. If when, if they don't cap these moments right now, the newest ones at 15,000, if they go to 30 or 50 or a hundred, I think then you're going to start seeing bubbleish tendencies or so to speak, unless they create like a new series just because like there's not going to be any rarity to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I think that could be really what the issue is moving forward um, as more people use it. Uh, like with sports cards, like if you get a card that's numbered to 99, that's sick. That's a sick hit. And like some of these moments are, are, you know, to 99 or less than that, or like 299, 399, or even 4,000. Those are still rare hits. Um, so I'm wondering if some of these common moments are going to become like, you know, to 1 million and then the real hits are going to be like, oh, this is numbered to 10,000 or this is numbered to 5,000, whatever, because you're going to say like, that's actually a rare 
hit or like that's a better hit and then there's different like with cards for example you have different uh releases or different types like with the main thing right now is uh like panini prism is like the the main one but then you have like immaculate which is a more expensive box or something like that so i'm wondering if top shot is going to kind of go in that direction where commons are truly common and there there's like millions of them or if they're going to go in the other direction and just try to say like this is how many there are um we're gonna limit it we're gonna make it exclusive and like if you can't get in on a drop that's it, like it sucks but it's just titties. random yeah yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting to see next time they do try and drop packs and and again for those who did listen you know there, there's podcasts out there but we covered this three weeks ago the packs are them putting new moments into the ecosystem and new collectibles into the ecosystem but when i think the last pack drop was monday and there was like fifty-five thousand people in line to yeah. get packs and I don't know, you know, cause I'm looking at the charts of the market sales and yeah, there's, you know, there's two times the amount of money being transacted on the platform um, from Thursday when we're recording this 18th, as opposed to the, the 17th. So like, it's just gone completely parabolic and I don't know what, you know, cause people are like, oh yeah, there's new users and new users, but we don't know how many new users there are. Yeah. We don't know, you know, to what degree, this is scaling and can scale. You know, I, I know that's, that's like the main thing that people like to talk about with tech is like, can it scale? Mm-hmm. You know, you've, and, and, you know, for people now looking into it, like my, my buddy texted me this morning, he goes like, what it dude, like what is top shot? <laughs> I'm like, well, you should have listened three weeks ago, but here's what it you is. Four like, hours. Here's a, here's a card that I have right now. That's worth $3,200. Like it's nuts and you know by the time we record this podcast it's now at forty seven hundred dollars like just to show you just how fucking wild it is yeah but he goes he literally texts me back he goes but what's the point <laughs> like what yeah. is the point of holding these things and i wanted to take just a little bit and this might be you know if you're looking into top shot right now and you kind of have a sense you might have more of a of a you know well-read um just experience with it in terms of you kind of knowing the language like if you're looking to buy into things now like i don't know where you start because i wanted to kind of bring it back and say you know to to more of of a bird's eye level like what is driving the value of these moments because i have been pretty vocal to you guys and i for the first time on this podcast that like the only thing that I really care about is trying to play these challenges because they're like the only thing to do on the platform, like other than just pay money for clips. Like it's the yeah. only other thing. I to think do. there's some, I can lend some credence to that argument because today, and I think this also goes to new users. I was looking around. I have a shitty Jeremy Grant dunk from, uh, I don't know. It was like a fucking common pack too. Like it was a dunk. Yeah. But there is a Jeremy Grant dunk that is part of one of those challenges. And for a brief period today, you know, it was a shit card that was maybe three bucks. It went up to eight, then 10. They were selling at 10. They weren't necessarily low serial numbers. Like they were just all yeah. part of Jeremy Grant dunking. And it got, it went back down. So I don't know. It's kind of like a combo of like the new user theory and your, you know, what is going to drive the price up of these things? Are these, are these, um, 
you know, challenge is actually going to be something. And do these people know what the challenges are? Because obviously those aren't fucking it. Like, yeah, I mean, bought the, the wrong card, dipshit. The, the, yeah. the, yeah, I mean, just to say, like, you know, the, the, the Luca Cool Cat Challenge, which is like the main challenge on the platform right now, um, as part of like this master Cool Cat Challenge, which the reward is the Lamelo Ball, like second moment, and Lamelo Ball probably the most popular player on Top Shot because he fits like all the traditional, you know, things you want in in like regular sports card investing. Like he could Hilarious. be like the next debate yeah. about him and Uncle Murder's wrap up of twenty twenty. hilarious it was like we'll bring it up later we'll just bookmark that make sure i bring it back because i completely forgot about it till just now oh my god Uh, but you know he's he's a popular player he's the rookie that has looked the most in uh you know superstarish and usually that's where people go so i think it's like 80 percent of the value of this is like traditional sports cars investing yeah where it's like you know you look for rookies i you know one of our buddies who's in the oscast discord now shout out to the discord that we did create um if you want an invite let us know tweet at us yeah, um, if you're a listener. You keys to the crack house yeah because that's where we talk about daily stuff now like um, random anything yeah yeah but he asked, like, what what would you buy if you, like, had $100 to spend? I was like, I would buy, like, a rookie card. And yeah. that rookie card literally doubled overnight. Like, it went from $100 to $200. Now, like, any rookie is, like, not under $200. So, I think like, 80% yeah. of, like, what drives a card's value outside of these challenges are, like, scarcity of the moment. Like, you know, if there's 5,000 of these in circulation, like, you know, there's yeah. going to be more value in them than if there's 50,000 in circulation. Yeah. And, like, Dom's right and, and secondly... I was going to say the rookies, like even fucking Jalen Smith is going for $120 right now. He's in the G League. Yeah. <laughs> like they demoted him. <laughs> like, yeah. And you look for like potential, like you look to yeah. guy, you get, get guys to break out. But then there's also like 10% of people. And I think it's a really stupid way to look at it. She is like a stock market where it's like uh, Jeremy Grant scored 43 points on Wednesday night. Like let's buy his card. So, <laughs> but like to, to your point about the challenges, like you hold a card that's in a challenge. And this, the second round of this AD uh, of this cool cat challenge is the Anthony Davis cool cat. People are trying to get, you have to collect five cards. And you have to collect an additional six cards for a total of like 11 to get like the Anthony Davis and the blockchain spits it out to you. If you have all those cards at the time that the snapshot is taken, one of those cards was $5 at the start of this announcing the challenge it's now going for like 78 dollars. Yeah. so that is like great close to that's like a 15x and you know not saying that everything is is you know gonna shoot up like that but until they really figure out how to you know put more moments in the ecosystem and put more product in the ecosystem i don't know when this stops like and it, it's it's extremely interesting in terms of like market psychology I think yeah. you've seen, you know, Top Shot be the merger of both a little bit of crypto mania in 2021 mixed with, you know, the NFT craze, DeFi stuff in crypto. And also, like you mentioned before, Joe, like a boom in sports trading cards yeah. and just like collectibles in general. So I think it's like the perfect Top Shot's time. having a moment. Yeah, it, it's, it's really awesome. I mean, it, it is good that they're, tr- they are definitely, I think they're definitely trying to make it equal, like in terms of your access, like in how they're trying to do it. Granted, it's still in beta. There's still a lot of like quirks, but like- It will be in beta for 15 years. I, I guarantee wait, it. Yeah, like I fucking waited for like two and a half hours or three hours the other night to get a pack, um, but I got one. Um, and it seems like what they're doing is working or at least it's sort of working anyway, but um, I can definitely see people getting frustrated 
moving forward, like, you know, it's like, if you can't get one and they're not able to do them and then the marketplace is down, people are going to get fucking pissed. They're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Real quick, before we transition to the actual NBA, I just wanted to, if you have been paying attention on Twitter, if you know what's going on with these cool cat challenges, here's my 45 second pitch on why the Anthony Davis cool cat will not be as high as you think it is. So, you know, we talked about these moments, the Luka Doncic moment at was, was the reward for the cool cats. One was trading for like 700 to $900 after the um, release of that card. And that's part of this master challenge where at the end, remember there's a giant LaMelo ball reward right now. There's, 3,400, I think it's 3,462 Lucas like in circulation. That is the max amount of people that can complete the master challenge. So you have in part of Cool Cats 1, 3,462 Lucas, 5,000 each of the cards you needed to get to get that Luka Doncic, which was, you know, Rui, Devin Booker, all that stuff. They, because of the demand, they jacked up the prices. They jacked up the circulation count for Cool Cats 2. So these Cool Cats 2 cards are 10,000 circulating count as opposed yeah. to 5,000. The way that these prices are shooting up lends me to believe, like in terms of the Cool Cats 2 prices. So you're looking at like, you know, the the Randall, the, her, the, the Hero, like those cards. They're up in price, which means, which lends me to think like these new users are coming in, seeing the price of the Luka Doncic, which is 4,700 at the time of this podcast recording, being like, oh shit, like this is the next big thing, get on it. The problem is if you're buying it thinking that it's going to be like a needed card for the master challenge, like there are going to be more Anthony Davis's minted than there are even the 5,000 current limited edition cool cats one card so if you're looking at like the terms of scarcity what we were talking about before and the rarity of the moments 3,462 lucas 5,000 each of those five cards and then anthony davis will probably be around 6,700 so if you're if you're trying to get the lamello like he anthony davis will be the seventh most rare card out of that whole thing and after that like if there's no challenge involved like he's just another card <laughs> and like he's got a limited edition like 1,949 circulating count which is you know going to be three or four times less three to the two and a half three times less than what his cool cat will be and that one's only trading for 400 dollars. yeah so like, like it's not like it's lebron it's yeah. like, anthony davis is popular but he's not like he's not that popular <laughs> like he's so not- <laughs> i've been arguing with people in the discord trying to lead them in the right way um, but you know, that, that's my take on that and a little bit more nuance and, and audio version, but enough of top shot. I'm sick of talking about it right now, but tomorrow <laughs> we'll be right back into it. Joe, what is going on in the actual NBA? I saw some all-star stuff going on right now. Yeah. There's a little bit of all-star drama, um, because Damian Lillard was not selected as a starter, um, which is, I mean, it's a popularity contest and as popular as Dame is, it's going to be hard to beat Steph Curry and Luka Doncic. And because that's who he's realistically going to be the reserve behind in the West. Um, So the West, you got Luka, Steph, LeBron, he was the number one vote getter again, Uh, Nikola Jokic and Kawhi Leonard, which was a little surprising, but not super surprising that Kawhi was able to snag that spot. And then in the East, uh, the captains, Kevin Durant, 
Then you got Giannis, Joel Embiid, uh, who I think is still has some value at, as an MVP vet. And then uh, you have Kyrie Irving and Bradley Beal is getting his first all-star sele- uh, starter selection, which is awesome. I, d- and- I did see that. Uh, I, I, that was like the one thing I saw because I saw, I guess, like it might have been the ringer. Um, posted like the photo of all the five stars. I was like, wait, is that a fucking Washington wizard <laughs> starting yeah. in the all-star he, game? <laughs> dude, he's, fucking le- he's leading the league in uh, points per game. He's averaging 32.8 points per game. And uh, actually I tweeted it out in, I guess it was like December. He was 20 to one to win the scoring title. And I was like, I think I'm interested in this. And uh, I wound up betting it and it looks really fucking good now. Cause I don't think anybody's within two points of him. I think Curry's averaging 29. Yeah. So, um, nice little, nice little nugget out there for you Twitter followers, <laughs> but, uh, no, but I, 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 I'm a little surprised that they're even doing, um, an all-star game with COVID and everything, but everything is going to be on the same day. So all the traditional contests, uh, and the all-star game are all going to be on Sunday, March 7th in Atlanta. Um, so instead of it being the whole weekend, it's all going to be in one day. Um, so kind of cool. You can kind of just park your ass in front of the TV starting at five o'clock on Sunday. And then uh, it's all taking place uh, that day. And the dunk contest is going to be at halftime actually. So it should be an interesting game anyway. It should be fun. Yeah. I mean, those, the NBA always, I think has the best all-star game just because of, you know, that's, that's probably just in terms of, you know, a result of the game of basketball itself being more casual fun sport like it transitions to that more than like you know a 95 mile an hour fastball being thrown at you like you can't really like do that like yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like like, like, hockey like the speed looks so like the hockey if if you slow down hockey it's like not fun to watch if you slow down basketball it's still kind of fun to watch iso yeah and i mean the nets like the nets have two of the starters in the east and they don't play fucking defense anyway so like it'll be just normal for them like it's not even gonna be an issue um but i I think it'll be pretty exciting uh, uh and i'm looking forward to that game but um one of the things that is surprising is the the bucks just lost their fifth game in a row and it's their first it's this their longest winning streak since 2013 and i think i saw a tweet today that was like this is the first time ever that a team won five consecutive games by double digits and then lost five in a row which kind of makes sense but that's also the way the nba has been this year it's just wild wild swings yeah i think you were talking a little bit about how they're like starting to play um switch on offense or yeah, on defense. So, yeah so what that means is like if it was something that we talked about last year and, and during the playoffs i had said that the miami heat were going to beat the bucks in the playoffs and because the bucks play drop coverage and they don't know how to do anything else and um, I finally Budenholzer is trying to change that and they're trying to learn a different scheme. And what it is, is it's, it's like a modified switch. So for those that aren't necessarily familiar, it's kind of simple anyway, but it's, it's basically that when players run a pick and roll or the, they kind of cross each other over on offense, the defending player might switch onto whatever the other player is. Um, and a true switch that happens regardless of position. Um, but the bucks are doing this like modified switch where like Giannis won't switch onto a guard. Um, but sometimes like he'll switch onto a guard if Middleton's covering him or like Lopez doesn't necessarily switch with 
like whoever their point guard is. So it's a little wacky right now. And I think they're trying to work through it. And it's obviously harder because Drew Holiday has been out um, after testing. I think he tested positive for COVID. Um, so against some of these better teams without, you know, your better defensive players, you're getting crushed. So like the Raptors, great ball movement team, Nick Nurse, excellent coach. Um, and the Jazz just killed them because they were just running a lot of slip. Um, so you can look for – the Bucks are going to be hard to bet, I think, for a little bit of time. Um, and I would stay away from them until we can kind of actually figure out what the fuck they're doing um, because they're letting teams get back into games or like, or they, or they're coming back into games because they're using it. So they're not comfortable with it yet, but they're, I think they're happy that they're trying to do it, but it, it makes it impossible for us to bet on them. Yeah. And I mean, if, if things aren't working for you in the playoffs, like try, try something new just to have some different kind of, you know, bullets yeah. in, in the gun come playoff time to be able to just, just change things up and maybe, maybe win some matchups instead of lose some matchups. What is your take on uh, the AD injury? Uh, I think the AD injury opens up a really huge, like a huge window for LeBron to win the MVP. Um, he's the favorite now anyway, but they have this crazy, like tough stretch of games coming up where AD is probably going to miss, like, it looks like three weeks. He'll probably come back after the all-star game. Um, it really hurts that team, uh, because like last year, if you really looked at the Lakers, they were, the entire team was built around LeBron and essentially Anthony Davis was like, he was an excellent player, but the team was structured to work off of what LeBron does the best. And it's like play big physical bully ball um, with him as the facilitator. This year, if you look, the Lakers basically sold off uh, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, and they got Montrez Harrell and Anthony Davis as really their big men, along with Gasol, who's only playing about 20 minutes a game. So without AD, the Lakers don't have that like dominant big man right now. And I think it's going to really affect their defense. So like, if you look at their advanced numbers, the team actually isn't that bad without AD. Uh, but like, it's also because LeBron is on the floor. Um, so now you have minutes where there's no LeBron and no AD and the Lakers kind of suffer and you've seen it. It's happening tonight against the Nets a little bit and it happened the other night against the Timberwolves where the Timberwolves were really allowed to get back into the game. Um, and I don't know why, I guess cause cats returning from injury, but there was a point where the Lakers were up one with like seven minutes in the fourth quarter and cat was taken out of the game. And by the time he came back in, they were down 10. So um I, I think that this is going to be tough for the Lakers uh, to do anything. I, I don't think that they go out and necessarily go and sign somebody if they want, maybe they can go get uh, like a guy like Hassan Whiteside or something, like if they can get a trade, but I don't think that they really do anything because they're, they are deep. It's just that from a big man perspective, losing AD, it's like, it's impossible to replicate that no matter what. Um so I, I still like the Lakers in the long run, uh, but I do think that that could be a little problematic to not have him for the, you know, for the near future. Yeah. I mean, I'm on Embiid, but like you said, it, it kind of makes it like if, if the Lakers do, you know, maintain kind of dominance in the West and AD's not there, like LeBron's winning the MVP. Yeah. And I mean, the narrative's there for him, uh, you know, career MVP like this, he probably should have won last year. Um, so I, I think there, there is a clear narrative for him to win uh, this year, but 
one of the like you know they're playing the nets tonight at, like right now they are losing uh at halftime uh by i think it's like 11 and one of the things that i've noticed with the nets is like harden is good like harden it's like we knew harden's good but harden is really good defensively and he's like doing just enough to help this team on the defensive end because they have nobody that wants to play any fucking defense um and he's actually uh he's been awesome in the post. He's a great post defender. So the, the nets look really good. Um, they're scoring on literally everybody. Uh, but I, I still question how good they can be in the playoffs. Um, I just don't, I just don't know how good you can be if they're not going to play, you know, good team defense, but it does sound like there are some guys in the buyout market right now. Uh, and I kind of wanted to get your take on this Dom as a big, you know, players guy. Um, two people that are on the block right now. One is Andre Drummond who is continuing to play for the Cavs, but the other one is Blake Griffin and mm. Blake Griffin has two years left on his contract with the pace or with the Pistons rather. And it's for like 37 million this season, 39 million next season. You can't really buy him out or, or you keep, there's no opt out. Like it's just, it's a player option anyway. So he's going to opt in. Um, he's a, the team basically said, we're not playing you and we're going to keep you away from the team. So, and then Draymond green kind of went off about this because he was pissed about it. He's like, I don't understand like why the team doesn't get shit about it. Um, you know, if the player requests a trade, then everybody wants to vilify the, the player. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. Cause this is like clearly just like a business decision. And they're basically just like, we don't want you around here, even though you have this contract and you're supposed to get paid all this money and play ball. Yeah. I mean, it's going to probably be addressed in, in future contracts because it's just the Pistons positioning themselves to say like, do not pick up your option. Right. Like that's, that's why they're doing it. They're saying like, you know, we're not, you know, if you can play somewhere else, you just have to not exercise your option. Like you have that right as a player, like don't play here go, go play somewhere. And Blake Griffin's like, fuck that. Like I'm going to make, you know, $30 million less than what I was going to make. Yeah. 40 million less. Yeah. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little shitty just because the pit, you know, the piston, like he's playing, like they, they made a choice and a business decision in the past to say, you know, he was worth it for us, for our franchise, knowing full well, like what that contract, and it was one of the worst contracts in basketball, you know, for a player that was highly dependent on his athleticism and injury you know, risk. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, am I on the side of Blake Griffin? Yeah. But do I understand the Pistons? Yeah. I mean, like Blake Griffin, I, apparently he takes a jet back to LA every time he plays a game. So like, he doesn't want to play there anyway, but yeah. like, you know, I think they can probably come to a deal where the the Pistons, you know, eat some cap on the way back. You know, th- there's got to be a workaround if they like deal him, maybe take some cap or, you know, make a deal with the other team to just like make it kind of work for everybody where the Pistons get out of that player option. Blake Griffin gets some money for not exercising that player option and another team like getting like a, a pretty decent piece 
Um, you know, he's not what he was, but you know, yeah. it, it's similar, you know, it's similar to like the, the Deshaun Watson thing going on in the NFL right now. Like Deshaun yeah. Watson wants out Texans are like, no, you're like a top three, most valuable player in the league. Like we're not going <laughs> to oh, trade yeah. you <laughs> unless we get like a ransom. And then like, why would teams like give him a ransom if it's like, Oh, he wants out anyway. So, no. so yeah, I mean, it, he'll, he'll probably reach a buyout, but like, you know, it sucks. Cause he's, he used to be, he was so fucking good. But, like, I was reading an article from The Athletic and Jeff Hollinger. He said that in 626 minutes this season, he has two blocks and zero dunks. And, like, if you said that that was Blake Griffin at any point in time, you'd be like, there's no way. There's just no way that's Blake Griffin. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it sucks, but uh, he'll probably get bought out and just go to, you know, some contender. But his skill set's tough. So uh, you can catch Joe's NBA insights pretty much daily with the action network. Uh, You can, you can check out his picks and ride with him daily. He's, he's our NBA shaman. So he will lead you not into temptation, but to everlasting riches in NBA daily bets. Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah. Anything more on the NBA or Uh, the only thing that I like is um, if you can until Oladipo comes back, for the Rockets, look at Ja'Shawn Tate props. He's a rookie, um, and he's been emerging as a scoring option. He's averaging like 14 points, six of boards over the last two weeks. And, Damn, uh, son. And per B-ball index, he is the number one most versatile defender in the league in terms of who he can cover. So he's going to – the Rockets are going to find minutes for him. Um, so I think that you can find some value on his prop totals. Uh, they've been sitting around like 10.5 and, and, you know, 6. So um, take a look at those moving forward, at least until Old Depot gets back. Always on the angles. Always on the angles. Got to have them. <laughs> Uh, before we go into pods and recs, let's talk a little bit of NFL because the news today broke that Philadelphia, the Eagles, have agreed um, to trade Carson Wentz, former MVP candidate <laughs> Carson Wentz and former franchise quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third round pick and a conditional 2022 second round pick that could turn into a first this is the second big veteran move in an offseason in the NFL where there is a lot of teams that need quarterbacks and a lot of teams um, and a lot of quarterbacks kind of just like hanging in the balance. We, we mentioned Watson a little bit before, but that's kind of like the next piece. You know, first you had Matt Stafford, um, who was probably I, – I still am surprised that the, the Rams spent that much on that him. It seems like a year ago. <laughs> but – Matt Stafford is now a LA Ram, which we didn't talk about. And that's like two of my favorite things in football, like Matt yeah. Stafford and the, the Los Rams. Angeles Rams. And the so. <laughs> Don't forget O-lines guys. O-lines baby. Trenches. And that is, I'm excited to see how that plays out, but also now Carson Wentz being traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Terry in his kind of Super Bowl postmortem talked about the Colts. Uh, Wentz didn't really move the needle in terms of Colts' future. Are surprised? I guess maybe they figured that they were going to get somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, I think he had been. T- I feel like so many guys were tied to the Colts. So, yeah, I mean the Colts. The Colts probably, other than the 49ers, had the best, and and the Washington Football Team had the best like place. You know, system in place to just get a quarterback and, and run with it. Land and there, yeah. and because you know they were you know a Philip Rivers drive away from 
beating the, the, the bills in the divisional round playoff game. I thought they dominated that game. I think that, you know, the Colts have great, you know, a good defense that can be great at times and they have a great offensive line, but you know, it was interesting to see it not move the needle in terms of the futures. I will say that both the teams that traded these quarterbacks, the Philadelphia Eagles and the uh, Detroit Lions, I am fading the shit out of both of them <laughs> next year just on their head coaches. I don't know if you saw both of their head coaches, the Detroit Lions with the interviews were so bad. They're the press conferences were so with, bad with Detroit. Uh, coach Dan Man Campbell. This place has been kicked. It's been battered. It's been bruised. And I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, that, uh, none of that matters. And you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that shit. So excuse my language. All right. Here's what I do know is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city. All right. And the city's been been down and it found a way to get up all right it's found a way to uh overcome adversity all right and so this team's going to be built on uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth all right and, and when you punch us back we're going to smile at you and when you knock us down we're going to get up and on the way up we're going to bite a kneecap off all right and we're going to stand up and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down all right and on the way up we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're the, going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. Uh, talking about how he wants to take people's, how the lines are going to just rip people's kneecaps off. Like Jesus Christ, you're going to get the whole team fucking ejected. <laughs> and then uh, first-time head coach Nick Sirianni for the Philadelphia Eagles talking about. Like literally in circles, he he was talking in circles about how they're going to be a smart football team, and uh, he didn't sound too smart. Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team, that we have a smart football team here. And I know we have the, the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. We're going we're gonna to know, we're going to have systems in place that are easier to learn. All right, complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we, when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over, but we need to have systems in place and we will have systems in place to do so. No, I mean, he was, he, he, he couldn't even talk at all. He, he sounded like he was stumbling over every word and he didn't even know how to answer questions. Like they asked him who the quarterback was. And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, now he really doesn't know. Cause I mean, it could be Jalen hurts. Could be not, but you know, the, we're, we're still on the, I, I think we may have moved the market on the Sean Watson and the jets because the, the jets are now like 60 to one instead of 85 to one when we hit it. I think so, yeah, they realized the liabilities were too big. Yeah, you know? so. The score would only let us bet $3. So so uh, hashtag free to Sean Watson. I know that uh, maybe we can get the New York Times to put out like a little mini episode about it like they did with Britney Spears. That'd be fire. So yeah, fade, fade the Lions, fade the Eagles. We'll have plenty more as, as we move towards the NFL draft, the NFL, but just wanted to touch base on the, the Wentz news. I think it, you know, it, was, it was predictable and I don't think it changes much in our projections, but just wanted to touch base on those, on those yeah. shitty coaches. Uh, Paz and Rex, producer Corey. Yes, senor. I know you had a rough day. How Long you doing? Day. 
Uh, yeah, it's nice to have internet again. I don't even know how that um, happens. Could be yeah, worse. Not, not could... as Verizon, which is even better. Um, yeah, it could be worse. I guess I could have no electricity and like live in a place where the government doesn't regulate my electricity, <laughs> leave me vulnerable to stupid shit like not you know not winterizing things that should probably be covered. And I just I I you know to not get too political here, but like we're fucked. We're yeah, fucked. Shit, like, sure. like eh, the, these these disasters, like scientifically, and you know, disasters, quote unquote, relative, just because it's it's cold in Texas, but to a disaster, you know, it it, it being cold in Texas, there, is not yeah, normal. that's a problem. It, it's I will say abnormal weather conditions. Um, As of the year twenty twenty, like they're they're just like every issue is going to be politicized. Like you see it now with like what they're the debate which is fucking stupid on the weather grid in texas like anytime something happens it's going to be the other side's fault that it happened even though they're not in power yeah <laughs> when, like, literally it's, it's <laughs> like you see it too like you you kind of used to see it like early on when like school shootings were really big like right when the shooting broke like there would oh, be yeah. like and there, there would be like a 45 minute period where like the the far right was like hoping it was like a muslim and the far left was hoping it it was like a right-wing domestic terrorist like and it, it was, was really it was, just an incel white boy yeah and it was, I mean, historic yeah historically that's what it is but that's that's like what is happening now with like extreme weather conditions which is affecting way more people's lives and we're just fucked i like the sea level is going to start to rise and we're just all fucked if this is the discourse and if this is the way we're going to be fixing things we're fucked i'm sorry for digressing it's Corey, fine with me Producer Corey, you have no internet, but House like I, said, it could I do be, now. It could be worse. I've relocated. I grabbed everything I needed to. I've relocated. Um, on the way to my new spot, I was catching up on one of my favorite rappers, Uncle Murda, uh, best mixtape rapper out of NYC. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> uh, it, it's the best one. It's first off, it's like I think it's eleven minutes long. So every year he does these wrap ups where he like goes through the gossip every year and it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like I think back in 2015, like he stops the song and just screams Lamar Odom smoked crack, and it was incredible. <laughs> Lamar makes a comeback, and it wasn't Lamelo Ball. I was just it reminded me of Lamar because Lamar's back yeah. in the wrap up of yeah. 2020. I'm just gonna read you the line. Okay. Taking Kobe from us had the whole world stressed. You could have took an average player, not one of the best, somebody like Lamar Odom or Delonte West. I'm just playing, but I'm saying we would have missed them less. Jesus. Uncle Murda coming for the throat, respectfully, but disrespectfully. It's just more of that for nine to ten more minutes, and it is hilarious. I just listened to it once through. I'm sure I missed a ton of shit, but I had to stop the song after that line because I was laughing so hard. Like, I need this. I laughed at a line in an article that I read today where somebody called uh, one of my uh, fellow Action Network contributors, Brandon Anderson. He uh, called DeMar DeRozan Costco Kobe. And I fucking (laughs) lost my mind. (laughs) Alliteration is key. A good diss involves alliteration. Uh, But yeah, go listen to this. And, you know, while we're on the subject of school shooters, I just rewatched Bowling for Columbine last week. Classic. I totally forgot about the whole cartoon they made about like the people loving their guns and how America was founded. It's just so fucking funny and oddly true. Uh, go watch that too. 
Fair. Very fair. Um, I, I'll go next. Hold on. I got to just go to my, my refrigerator real quick because I have to get the name of this right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the meantime, we'll do, we'll do soon. So, oh, okay. You got it. I was going to so, say. No, like I, this is my like bar area. And, oh, 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 go, go, go. So it's called Aqua Vitae and it is premium organic Vermont kombucha. And oh. like... I've been you just looking. said a lot of words, Dom. It's kombucha, okay. but it is like the best fucking kombucha that I've ever had. It is way better for you because there's like way less sugar in it. Like this bottle that is, can't even tell how big it is, but it's it's got basically yeah, it's like 480 milliliters. It's got. Eight grams of sugar in it when like the the more famous brands have like 30. So like they're not oversweetening it. It tastes better than than what it is. It's like a really small company in Vermont. I really hope they don't get bought out. I literally like in the beginning of the snowstorm today went and bought, I'm not lying to you, 30 of them. <laughs> what did you think? How much snow did you think we were gonna get? No, because like I have a refrigerator full of them now. Because I I try to drink one like every day. <laughs> wow, I should reach out to them and see if they'll pay for this kind of advertising. Because they um well, actually they're, they're, a, they're, a, no, small, no they're a small they're a small a small company. They're a small company. Like they're not a big thing. I really hope they don't sell out to some giant corporation that'll. That's fuck not it the over. Vermont way, Dom. It's not. But I um. Also, shout out to uh, the the store that I did get it from. You can look up on the website and see where I actually took a tax on uh, the fact that like I had to wait. I, I so <laughs> let me clarify. I had I, I went got my fucking shopping cart of like thirty two kombuchas. <laughs> Went in line. Imagine seeing that by the way. Each of them, or like, did you just tell just them I have thirty two? No, 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 no. So here's where it was. There was one person, I fucking hate this. We've talked about this before. Like, I don't work for this supermarket. Like, I should not be bagging or checking out the groceries. There was a line of five people waiting for one checkout guy. And then the rest of the thing, the, the three or four self-checkout things were open. So they have employees everywhere. Like, open another register. So, like... Do you think, you know how hard it, like, do you, I, I did not, I tried to do it accurately, wink, wink, but like, you know, you I, I took, yeah. I took a, you know, some tax. Some I mean, you work. It's hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah. I, I am not a trained baggage person. I am not a trained uh, grocery work. Like, I'm, I I don't know, you know, I, I, maybe I scan the thing wrong. Who knows? No one was watching. I don't hate this take like entirely, um, like, because the, well, it's more just about like hating self checkout because like if you have a full cart of shit, then like you put the stuff in the bagging area, and then like as soon as you go to take the one fucking bag out of there to put it back into your cart, it says put the bag back in the bagging area, and yeah, like and it's like, like two by it's, four, and I'm like yo, like I need more room, I just need more room, so like I hate self checkout for that purpose. And okay, I know you might hate it, but stop and shop if you're a member. You can get a your own scanner on the go and bag as you're going, scan it, and at the end you go to self checkout, hit checkout, and you just scan your barcode. Done. The problem is, is this is like it's it's killing jobs. Your job. Yeah, killing. buddy, automation's gonna happen. 
Well, the best part is so like, I know. You have so, so sitting there to like help with the issues. I got audited though. I should say. Really? Yeah, I think it was because of my last name. They were like, "We have to remove seven items and check." I was like, "Go ahead, motherfucker." I paid extra just in case this would happen. I said this twice. <laughs> I want that, you to be honest. That's my recommendation. Aqua Vitae kombucha. Can we get Can we get you in the in the shot with a st- for a still? All right, I will send that to them, and they will give us zero dollars. Okay. It's like Vita Vitae, like you see vitamins. Vitae. By tea. They also they made like they have like a little bearded guy, and when the Bernie Sa- they had a Bernie Sanders one, it was called like Bernie Blueberry. I was in my office yesterday because I had to drop off paperwork and pick up stuff. I found a Bernie sticker that was in my drawer for God knows how long, like a bumper <laughs> sticker. It's like when the hell did I even get this? You're like which presidential campaign? Yeah, I don't remember. It didn't have a year on. It. It's very ambiguous. Yeah. Eh, well, I guess that's better. Re- like reduce, reuse, recycle, you know? Oh yeah. I'll recycle that bitch for sure. <laughs> Joe, what do you got to recommend? Uh, so the soup I'll recommend is a vegetable lentil. I had this somewhat recently. I think I might've recommended it, but I've had it again. I will continue to recommend it. It's good. It's a little bit of a mix. So it's a little bit more liquidy than a traditional lentil. Um, not a bad, not a bad soup. Um, and then the second thing that I will recommend is uh, I air fried a portobello mushroom today, and we kind of odd, but it was pretty good. And um, I put at the very end, I took some brujute and I put it on top of the portobello mushroom and air fried that, and it actually like crisped it up like a bacon. And, uh, it was, it was a nice little snack. Uh, it was, it was really nice. I felt healthy uh, on my day at home, uh, you know, snowed in and, uh, it was a nice, it was a nice little, uh, nice little snack for me. So just try throwing shit in the air fryer. Um, you never wild. What's good in there. It's crazy. Like almost anything is good. My Um, mom had a bunch of extra plantains and I was like, I don't want to fry them. Usually like, you know, burn your arms a lot because you got to fr- fucking fry them in like a shallow pan. And it's just, it's a shitty process. Yeah. Air fryer. Did you, did you just throw the portobello in there? Like, did you treat it with anything? <laughs> well, I, I treated it nicely. I washed it. <laughs> I, uh, I put some olive oil on it. I did a little salt, pepper and uh, garlic powder. Nice. And then uh, I tossed it in there. And then uh, at the end, I put a little crushed red pepper on that bad boy too. So it was good. That shit on anything. A lot of love the crushed red pep. Yeah, no, the air fryer is good for. uh, I, I, if you haven't done this, uh, eggplant, like slice eggplant. Yeah. Do do your traditional like fried eggplant. You know, egg flour, throw it in there. It's 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 good. Yeah, I'm a fan. So. All right. Air fryer. All right, Joe's recommending soup and mushrooms. What a combo. <laughs> and that's going to be it for uh, this week's episode. Maybe next week we will be in uh, better situations at home and we will probably have Terry Takes back on. We miss him dearly. Um, you know, not a, not a memorial episode. He'll be back next week, hopefully. Uh, for, <laughs> for Joe Delara, producer Corey. I'm Dami Toledo. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. God bless. I throwing you off. The Devils are six and three. Didn't think so.
this world, come with me to my planet Get you on my level, do you think that you could handle it? Everybody else. Now I'm gonna give you up. Never gonna let you.